Scripture reading from Matthew 22, begin reading at verse 15. Hilda's going to read that. Matthew 22, verse 15 through 22. Paying taxes to Caesar. Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him in his words. They sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians. Teacher, they said, we know you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by men because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, You hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for paying the tax. They brought him a denarius, and he asked them, Whose portrait is this, and whose inscription? Caesar's, Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to them, Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, so they left him and went away. Brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, as we've already mentioned and you see on the PowerPoint, today is Canada Day. You could hardly miss it in terms of the news and everything else. And indeed, we do live in a very blessed land. It just really hit home to me again. Um, I was in Ontario not so long ago when uh, my youngest grandchild was born, and I happened to be there when his birth certificate came in the mail. And then I just reflected on him saying, in effect saying to Elliot, you don't know how blessed you are. You know, when you think of, of, of people who, who take their children and risk going on dingy rafts uh, across the Mediterranean Sea that somehow maybe they can get into Europe and in a constant, or not a constant, but, a, but in a refugee camp and then maybe into, into a country like Canada or so. And all, all he has to, it, it just comes in the mail. Or, or I think of, of what, what's in the news these days of, of people who, who are trying to get into into. Illegally, some people say, uh, legally, others say, coming into the States and being se- children being separated from, from their parents, that, that, that people would even be willing to go through these risks in order to, to enjoy the largesse of a country like the U.S. or a country like Canada. We are indeed very, very um, blessed. And who do we thank uh, for that? Well, we can thank uh, soldiers, uh, um, men and women who have, have, have given, given their lives to protect uh, these, these freedoms. We can thank people like John A. MacDonald and, and other, other politicians over the years. But really, we need to thank Jesus. Because with these few words, Jesus set the tone for the legitimacy, but also the limitations of government. 
that we may enjoy the freedoms because the, the countries, the, the, the government is not the be-all and end-all. It is delegated authority. And to the extent that the country and that our world is abandoning God, is abandoning Jesus, I, for one, am very concerned that in that vacuum that is created, governments or powerful forces will jump in and will force us, so to speak, in terms of our conscience, in terms of our worship, in terms of our adoration. It is the government, or it is these powerful forces that want to jump into the fray and determine what we should think. And so, but Jesus, Jesus, with these liberating words, give back to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. That if we understand these words, they are indeed liberating. And even though Canadians, in this case, might not even realize and may not have, have a thought about Jesus whatsoever, but the freedom that we enjoy does stem back to what Jesus says right here. He sets the tone for what government's all about. What is the occasion of this particular setting? Well, there are two groups that come to Jesus here. First of all, there are the Pharisees. And we say, we read here that they want to trap Jesus. The Pharisees, as we know, they do not like Jesus, but they also do not like the fact that they are under the authority of the Roman government. The Roman government imposed a number of taxes including what was called the poll tax, which was kind of a head tax. Everybody had to pay a denarius to, to Rome. And so every time they had to pay that, it was, it was an acknowledgement that they were not independent. They were not free. They were subject to Rome, and it just grated them. There were some that were even further, if I may put it that way, to the right. There were the zealots. The zealots, they would, well, someone like maybe, well, we can call them freedom fighters, some people call them terrorists, or, or, or they would, they would in, in, in any way, shape, or form, make it difficult for the government because they hated, they hated the Roman occupation. And so there were the, there were the Pharisees. And of course, the Pharisees also hated Jesus because Jesus, Jesus pointed out to them that even though they, were, they, they had the, the, the picture, the outside picture was that they were like white sepulchers and looked very beautiful, but inside they were rotten, rotten to the core. And so, well, if somebody says that to you, you, you really don't appreciate that. And so rather than looking at yourself and saying, well, maybe that is true, no, you, you, you shoot the messenger. They, they, they wanted to get rid of Jesus. There was also, we read here, the Herodians. 
they were from, from, you know, King Herod. Now, King Herod got his power through Rome. And so they were very, very appreciative of Rome. Why were they against Jesus? Well, Jesus was becoming very, very popular. And so it wouldn't take much, they thought, for Jesus to kind of uh, uh, foment rebellion. I mean, he had all these followers, and he was able to take some loaves of bread and some fish and and feed 5,000. He was able to do so many things, and so they were afraid. And so let's nip this in the bud. Let's get rid of him. And so there they came, the two of them. Even though they were, they were enemies, they did not get along. But as that old adage goes, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And while certainly that was in, in operation right here. And so they ask, they ask the question, and it seems that Jesus could, or anybody could really only give one of two answers. Is it legitimate to pay the, to pay the tax to, to Caesar, to pay this poll tax? Now, if he would say, yes, it is legitimate, then many of the people who, who, who despised the Roman government and who wanted to be liberated and, and looked to Jesus actually as someone who had real possibilities of being the leader to get rid of this Roman government once and for all, Jesus would lose a lot of credibility. And of course, if he would say, absolutely not. Caesar's claim to be divine There is only one who is divine, and that is God. So we ought not to pay any taxes to anybody who claims to be be divine. And so you could, yeah, you could imagine him saying that. And then, of course, while the Herodians would get after him, and they would and they would bring him to the authorities, and 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 he would be charged with insurrection, and so that would put an end to it, to him. And so these two thought. They had him dead to rights. He couldn't get out of this. But then Jesus knows what they are doing, even though you know, they kind of begin by, by with some flattery. He knows what they are up to. And so what does he say? He says, does anybody have one of these denarius? And he himself doesn't have one. And so, yeah, so they, they, they do have one. And he said, well, what's on it? Well, it's the head of Caesar and, and an inscription. And so the, the head of Caesar, this, in other words, this image, this image reflects the fact that this belongs to him. And on this image, on this coin, would be written Tiberius Caesar, majestic son of the divine Augustus. And so there was a divinity that was, that, that was said here. And, 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 and the early Christians had real difficulties because who is Lord? And they wanted, you had to say Caesar is Lord. But no, they wouldn't say Caesar is Lord. And so this caused all sorts of clashes. And so here is, here is this, uh, this, uh, this coin. And then Jesus says, give to Caesar 
And I, I noticed that's what was read in the scripture this morning. In the translation that I have is, is give back to Caesar. I'll, I'll talk about that in, in just a moment. Um, and you may remember the old translation, render unto Caesar that which belongs to Caesar and that which belongs to God. And so what, what happens then, we, sometimes we think, okay, then on Sunday we give what God requires and then on Monday and the rest of the week we, we, give, we give to Caesar. And so we have kind of a two kingdom, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of and the kingdom of, of this world. But that's not really what Jesus is saying here. And so as we look at this, this, this verse, we, I cannot overemphasize the, the implications, the consequences, the liberation that, that, that these words have given to our to our world and to our governments over the, over the centuries. Because you see, first of all, what he does by this, he legitimizes governments. And that's very, very important. And that's something actually that the Reformed faith has really emphasized. Calvin, and, and if, we, if you look and read the um, Belgic Confession, I believe it's Article 36, that it, it recognizes that governments have a legitimate authority. It's God, as we read from Romans chapter 13, it's God who establishes government. God is the ultimate authority, but it's God who establishes, establishes governments. And so he says here, give back to Caesar that which belongs to Caesar. In other words, first of all, governments give us something and then we give back. And that's very important to understand because reflected here is the fact that, that, that we do receive much from governments. The fact that you can turn on your lights. The fact that I can drive from Red Deer to, uh, on, on, on good roads and, and be here in 25 minutes or, or so. And in our country, um, in terms of the healthcare system, we are, we are protected with, with military, with fire departments, with police departments. And so in all of, we, we receive much. And so what Jesus is saying here, he is saying, okay, give back to Caesar what you have received from him. So we recognize that, that yes, we have received very, very much. But now, we notice that in this inscription, there is also, you know, the divine, that, they, that he wants to set himself up as the powerful one, and so we need to recognize that governments sometimes want to go into areas where they do not belong. But it does, it does happen. We see that in, you know, the North Korea was just uh, in, in the news. And, and so that, that you, know, you have to, um, you know, 
from as little kids already, they're, they're trained in schools to, to do uh, obeisance to, uh, to, to uh, the divine ruler, to, to their emperor. And, and so we, we, we see it in, in communist countries, we see it in China, we see it in so many different places where the governments want to step into the area that truly, truly belongs to God. The government that we read about in Romans chapter 13 can also become the beast of Revelation 13. And so we need to be aware of it. We sing, stand on guard for thee. And here I believe we need to be standing on guard. And here, maybe I'm a little paranoid and forgive me for that, but but many of us, I know I do, we do online banking. And we just, uh, you know, and it's so convenient. It really, really is. But if some authorities really don't like me and want to teach me a lesson, they can push a few numbers and access to my account is denied. This is a world in which we are living. Some of the recent court cases in our country concern me. The Supreme Court, by a 7-2 decision, upheld the law societies of British Columbia and Ontario, that they would deny Trinity uh, Western University, the opportunity to set up a, um, a, law, a law school or, or they wouldn't recognize the graduates of that law school. In other words, they're stepping into areas because of certain stances that, that they have. we do not recognize that and so therefore we are the authority. We will determine your conscience. We will determine what is Right, and then I believe a, a court case that um, that also Lacombe Christian School was was a part of the the, the whole the LGBT uh, setting up these these, these uh, agencies or, or within within schools and uh, without parental ad- admission and and the school boards or, or teachers or they, they have absolutely no say in these things and again. The, 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 if I may say, we, uh, we lost that case. And so here, I really believe that governments are stepping into areas that really do not belong to them. And so how do we, yeah, how do we stand on guard against these things? Well, here, of course, we need to be praying. We need to be talking with one another. And we need to give back to Caesar that which belongs to Caesar. In other words, we need, we need, they, they, they need our opinions. And so we may join organizations like, like Citizens for Public Justice or, or in, our, in our own denomination we have a committee to contact with the government. I just saw a brochure from... ARPA, I didn't even really realize that it existed, the Association for Political, uh, no, for Reformed 
political action. And so here they were visiting with MPs and, and, and praying for them, giving them Bibles. And so there are ways in which we, we can make our opinions felt because, again, there is this force. And I, I totally believe that, that the devil is behind that that, that it is human beings, it is government, it is these forces that are going to determine what is right, what we can think, what we cannot think, and what is legitimate and what is illegitimate. So we need to be on guard for these things. Jesus says we, we need to emphasize that part also, of course, is is and to give God that which belongs to God. What is it that belongs to God? Well, Jesus asked at the beginning, give me a dinner, whose image is on there? Well, it's Caesar's image. Where do we find God's image? We find it here, in you and in me. We are image bearers of God. And so, therefore, we belong to God. We owe him our allegiance. And it's not the Third Reich which is going to last for a thousand generations. No, it is the kingdom of God that will be forever and ever. And so it is from God that my conscience is formed, that, that who receives my ultimate worship. And so, even my allegiance to my country is subservient to my service to God. God, in the scriptures, calls us to pray for those in authority. In, in the book of Jeremiah, when, when the people of Israel were in exile, he tells them to pray for, uh, for the Babylonians. He tells them that, that, they, that the economy may be successful, that they may be successful. So it's, it's very, very legitimate to be praying. But it's not that kingdom and, and God's kingdom. No, it's God can, to him. I belong, as we confess in the Heidelberg Catechism, to him I belong body and soul and life and death. I have his image and as his image bearer I will seek also to be obedient to the governments that God has established. And so this saying, this, this, this teaching of Jesus is, is I believe very core and, and very, very liberating for, uh, for our countries. It doesn't answer all the questions. No way. And so constantly, as, as a people, as Christians, we need to be asking, okay, are we truly giving back to Caesar that which belongs to Caesar? And are we truly giving to God that which belongs to God? And so there may even be some differences of opinion, but we need to talk to one another. We need to encourage one another that Ultimately, we give God the glory for he, for he is the powerful one. And, uh, you know, Psalm 2, where, where God looks at, at, at all these powerful nations and who think that they're going to call the shots, and God laughs. 
God laughs. So here, that, that two, these two entities that have caused all sorts of discussion and, and, and differences of opinion, but I really believe that we're on the right track by keeping these two things in mind. And so here on this July 1st, I don't know if you're going to get maple leaves on, tattooed on your uh, cheek or whatever, barbecues or, uh, yes, celebrate. Celebrate the fact that we live in a, in, a, in a wonderful, wonderful country. But let's also be aware that there are, that there are movements, that there are forces that are, that are wanting to usurp the authority of God. And then let us, as we sing our national anthem, truly stand on guard for thee. Amen. There where the judges gather.